Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again we are struggling to win any money on gambling on the NFL this year, which doesn't really bode well for a podcast called Return the Picks that was kind of all about trying to win money on the NFL, but now just seems to be a therapy session every single week for myself, Ollie Wilson, and Dave Bluck talking about the Eagles and the Falcons, while Jazz Gillum seems to just sit on a, I wouldn't say a throne of ease, but certainly sitting far prettier than Comfy. the Nevada franchise. Yeah, Maybe you're a lazy boy. Oh, great. Yeah. Reclined. Maybe with a massage going. Maybe that too. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's how comfortable I feel right now. God damn, it must be nice to be a Steelers fan, I tell you. <laughs> uh, we were chatting a l- plenty of NFL news this week, talking uh, Dak Prescott and his injury last week and the impact it will have on Dallas Cowboys and, and his potential future. We were talking Le'Veon Bell, who's been released this week by the New York Jets and possible landing spots and whether he could be the same person again. We're generally having a good old rant session, slagging off a few teams and players. Josh Allen uh, giving some love to the Titans this week after their performance against Josh Allen and the Bills on TNF Tuesday night football. Uh, no Thursday night football this week. Uh, so Jazz, nobody can fall into the curse of the Thursday oh, night the football Thursday bet. Football game, yeah. Because how, really how does that annoyed me Jazz? last? Yeah, so I went five and one last week. The game that made me lose was the Bucks game. So going into the weekend, my bet had already lost, and because I'm an idiot, I didn't put a bet on for the last five games. That I then got right, which would have then, of course, not counted towards the podcast total, but would have been a nice little earner for me anyway. So yeah, it would have been highly frustrating. Some little bit extra. So what did you get wrong aside from? It was just Thursday night, I guess. And yeah. just Thursday night. That's just only Thursday I got I five and one. So it's another week. I've gone five and one. So I've got very close several times. Close. Just get over that hump, but not close enough. Uh, Dave, no. who isn't with us yet, but apparently. He went three and three last week, uh, so that runs his overall score down a fair bit. And I myself, well, the Falcons and the Vikings screwed me over, and it's not the first time that those two teams have screwed me over this year. In fact, the Falcons keep on screwing me over because I keep on betting on them, and they are zero and five. So a maybe trend that you seem to be continuing. <laughs> ah, maybe I should avoid it this week, or maybe you should double down on it. We'll see what happens. Um, so and then you watch them go zero and sixteen. <laughs> possibility. <laughs> I, would love, I would love that so much, not just because it'd be funny to see Dave cry, um, but also just if you did bet on them every single week, and that was the one game for like the maybe last five weeks you got wrong. I'd love that. That'd be too much. That would be bad. Owen sixteen, I would turn on Matt Ryan, and you I love to. Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I would turn to. on him. Uh, we also got some Matt Ryan talk in on the podcast as well. Uh, we had our picks towards the end of the show. We we're trying to pick some decent games this week, which some people were enamoured by. This week's schedule, and others were less enamoured by. Like you, Ollie. Nah, we'll see if that stays in. To be honest, because I, I, I think towards the end it was just a bit messy and a bit blabby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sit back and enjoy the podcast. Over the middle, picked off! Sees it, fired, intercepted! Blitz coming. Pass is picked off! He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off! Back the other way. I'll, I'll take Dak to start. Yeah, Let's go with Dak. Dak. Um, 
Has he ruined his future by the injury? Go. No. Yes. Jerry has come out Ooh. on local radio in Texas saying that it doesn't change anything, and I believe him. Uh, when did you ever believe anything Jerry Jones says? Well, I think that he backs up his contracts to big players, and it's not from what I've seen about the. I mean, I have to refer back to Dr. Jazz to see what <laughs> the uh, recovery period is going to be for this, but they were saying four to six months and that it shouldn't be career threatening. So. He basically did what I did to my leg. Okay. It's not, not an exact injury, but it's not far off. Uh, playing football yeah. when he did that. Yeah. Uh, I could walk again after seven weeks when I had the screws, well, the one screw taken out that was across everything. So then the rehab's difficult because you lose the ability to kind of press off on your right foot. So if you imagine he's a right, yeah, he's right-handed. So his whole throw motion comes off that right foot. So that's going to take a long time to rehab. So I'm not surprised to say the end of the season because there's no point trying to rush him back for it. Oh, for sure, yeah, but he stuff. should be ready for next season. I, I th- yeah, I think there'd be no reason why it wouldn't be. I just think that saying that Jerry Jones would be truthful about it is unfair because if he really believed in Dak Prescott, he would have paid him last offseason. Well, they tried to. so They they tried they, to, but Dak said, oh, this is what I want because of this, and they're like, no. Yeah, but they were offering him five years, $110 million guaranteed, th- around $35 million a year. It was a really good contract. Yeah, but the reason why he wanted so, more that last year was because of the new collective bargain agreement that will come in. So he wanted to try and have it based on percentage, didn't he, as opposed to just... He was only, it's understandable, he was only but willing you to take can't say that they deal. didn't offer him. Yeah. You can't say that yeah. they didn't offer him a good contract, though. No, no. Yeah, but, yeah, but you can, because if they really believed in him and really wanted him, they'd pay him kind of what we wanted, but they're like, okay, so we don't want to pay you all of this, but how about we do this for that last year? That's how you compromise. It's just called compromise and you negotiate it. You're not just trying to say, this is what yeah, we give you, that's it. But you weren't privy to the negotiation. You don't know how hard Dak's agent was pushing for You it. don't know Maybe how far Jazz goes. Like, <laughs> We don't know whether Jazz was privy to it or not, to be honest. I mean, like, the thing... You're saying the Jazz is like in deep with it's the, an, the it's Cowboys. Insider. Cowboys insider. I think I'd Jazz... I'd hate that job. I would hate that job jazz knows that yeah, old white men job. lie because he's probably been lied to by jerry jones himself <laughs> you know in person yeah what kind of lies has he been promised i, I like, can neither confirm nor deny any lies that were said do you think do you think it's something petty like the joneses invited him around for thanksgiving dinner and then they never followed through and no, he was just waiting no. at the airport i think it's and more then they never like i think it's more petty than that i think it's they invited Jazz over for Thanksgiving dinner and said there would be extra stuffing and there wasn't extra stuffing. Oh. <laughs> That's more I mean, like the Jazz thing that I'd hold a grudge over. Is... I would hold a grudge over yeah, that. that would... Yeah, you're right. It's probably food related, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or they said that they would like bump him up to first class and then they call him and they're like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's business only. And then that was enough for Jazz. He was yeah. like, oh, It's not how I do business, you. Dave. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're bringing to the Jones family but in this scenario, but... Yeah. Um, we'll I'm, I couldn't tell you that either. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even make something up in your own fantasy. No, I can't. I can't even try and justify my my uh, my place in there. But that's fine. So taking it back to Dak, I, wh- why do you do you think that the Cowboys have a legitimate chance that they might drop him? I because what where are they going to go with this? I, I don't, don't think know. I don't think you drop him, but I think you're very skeptical because the nature of this injury is that it can affect players if the rehab doesn't go 100 percent correct there was a guy in the nba a couple of years ago this was flagged on um actually on flagrant two as well as uh in an article on i think it was espn about mm-hmm. gordon hayward 
who yeah. had a very similar fall in an NBA game. It was like complete freak, but compound fracture, bone went through the skin, really bad. And he's not come back in the same way. Like he can still play in the NBA, but he's not the same Gordon Hayward that he was before the injury. Because it rehab obviously went well, well enough that he can play, but you're still either worried about... I mean, look at the way that we watched... I don't, I don't know about you guys, and this will probably come into something maybe a little later on if we touch on it in great detail, but Alex Smith this weekend yeah. when he came back, every single time... And I thought it was sick, to be honest, that they kept the camera on his wife and kids during yeah, was oh, real the bad. first drive. <laughs> like, that was horrible. Because yeah, yeah. every yeah. single fan... No, Alex Smith doesn't really have any enemies, I don't think, in the NFL anyway. So you just wanted him to like come back in. He's the third string to start the year. And for him to be playing again is amazing. And every time Aaron Donald came through, you're like, please, just survive. <laughs> like, Do you take, see the one where Donald hit, literally jumped on his back? Yeah, yeah. and all that, that, that pressure goes through. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that was his first pressure back in the NFL. And he has Aaron Donald... Draped like, lying him. on his back. He's yes. like 290 or something. I don't know, Alex Smith's injury is different. But if Dak has well he does have this severe break you're going to have that same worry the first few times he comes back and probably for the first season that he comes back yeah. and if you're the Dallas Cowboys in that NFC East right now you need to take this opportunity to ensure that you beat on those three teams while they're down and this is a huge dent uh, you know Andy Dalton's a, a fine quarterback and probably a great backup to come in because he's probably better I than some starters I think he's going to do quite well NFL. by the way yeah. that's yeah. where I think the issue lies and so and so I think Dallas have to make take their opportunity. They tried to negotiate with Dak for the long-term agreement. They didn't get what they wanted. Dak didn't get what he wanted. Yep. And now I think Dallas could look at it and be like, well, if we're not 100% sure, why are we going to give Dak a big, long contract when he comes back? We could either franchise tag him again or... Yeah. Dak might be Dak might be worried himself him. now. Like he's gone through a big injury. Would would Prescott be worried maybe about you Not know, I'm just going to sign a shorter deal if they offer it to me um, yeah. for for less money than 31 million a year or something like that because I've mm. got to make my money while I can and while I'm healthy and I've had this scare. So I actually think that the Cowboys, as a franchise, are in a great bargaining position to be able to lowball Dak when he comes back with a new contract deal. That's and fair. this is a guy that suffers from and he's spoken about it before from depression and mental illness problems anyway in terms of kind of staying positive and all the stuff that he's gone through with his family. Yeah. So. Jerry Jones is a ruthless businessman. That's not a knock on his personality, but I think he will see stingy this as... Stingy on the stuffing, apparently. <laughs> stingy on the stuffing, for sure. And I will think he will see this as a... Okay, well, w there's no way we're paying him what we were offering him last summer. Not a chance we're putting that on the table again. I think it actually has a knock-on effect with the NFL as well. Because remember when Kirk Cousins signed his deal with the Vikings? And everyone's like, oh, yeah. guaranteed contracts are going to be the big thing. Oh, we need to... All these players are going to have this power to say, I want this guaranteed money, huge sums. And so many owners will point to this and be like, well, look at Dak. You know, this can go in a second. Why would we give you guaranteed money if there is always that possibility of a freak thing like this happening and knocking out one of our star yeah. players? Well, I guess they are breathing a sigh of relief because whatever happens, they've got some flexibility now where they've, you know, 100 and 110 million guarantees. Can you imagine the feeling of, like, of for Dak, like, the risk of going on the franchise tag and then so early in the season 
in a season of uncertainty anyway, you break yeah. your leg and in you a, miss out on $110 million. In a season where you're putting up stud numbers as well. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you garbage absolutely time. Absolutely legit, yeah. No, but still, like, if you if Dak Prescott looks, broke the very, single very season good. passing record in yardage this year on, on being franchise tagged, the negotiating table is all his at that Not point. Not true. Not true. Who else... Got the highest receiving, uh, receiving, not sorry, receiving. Who had the highest passing yards last year? You're not gonna don't. Jameis Winston's a different, well. There you go. Well, no, but story. you can't. You can't say because he he he's got the passing yards. But Prescott's yards. played well it. since he's come in. Yeah, but Prescott's not, actually but not a when good quarterback. But not when the it's actually counted. How many times has the the Dallas offense done nothing until they're 14, 16 I, points I'm behind? I'm not. I'm not tolerating yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston as an example up that. to Dak. No, Prescott. but I'm just trying to say that if you're trying to say that if he's going to have the lead the league in passing yards, the negotiating table is his. That's unfair because that's not the case. Well, no, it would. It would. I think it would, it would put him in be. a beneficial in the, place. In the in the case of Dak Prescott, you got to look at these things individually because it's not just about the record of the passing yards. It's that he is continuing to develop as a quarterback. And from what I've seen this season, you know, I think all three of us have been kind of like, meh, on Dak Prescott in the past. Yep. But from what I've seen of him this season, he's been very good. And I can't I can't fault him too much. The Cowboys have got know. loads of problems, but I don't think he's been a problem. But in that Browns game, he could have had another three interceptions at least. And that touchdown to Mari Cooper, if the safety doesn't just try and go for the murder shot and goes for the ball, that's picked off. Look, I'm not saying Dak Prescott yeah, is like a, an all-time... No, no, you're not. Dak Dak Prescott right now for the Dallas Cowboys is the most underpaid asset in terms of his value in relation to what he's probably being paid, I reckon. To be put on the franchise tag, he deserves to have more than the franchise tag that he's been given at this point. Mm. He's he's looked like a very capable leader and a very capable quarterback. He's by yeah. no way the finished article, but he's certainly a he's, he's certainly really young a, as well, like, a quarterback that he could win a Super Bowl with them if they had the other pieces around them like a great defense you know they've got yeah. if Ezekiel Elliott it can be Stop Ezekiel Elliott with a great line in front of him you know they're missing uh, parts on the offensive line this year as well as I say their defense is banged up and, and is getting beaten all over the shop anyway but Dak Prescott as you said Dave isn't the problem in Dallas and he is a problem solver at times in games and he's the face of their franchise and yeah, I, I think he was looking like he was going to be in a great position to go and negotiate, yeah. and now I think it's screwed for him in terms it's of contract fair. negotiation. You've, you've you've kind of turned me around on it. I mean, I I still think there's a chance that they could, if the rehab goes well. You know, I mean, I suppose the advantage is now, from his point of view, it has at least happened early in the season. If it happened later in the season, there'd be less time to recover and for mm. them to see how he is. So, like, say, so if there's that time period of four to six months, let's say, then you know, that kind of takes us into kind of March, April kind of time. That's way before, that's before the draft even. So it's before, like way before even think about preseason stuff like that. There's a chance if he looks good and they can get him doing workouts and stuff in the kind of early summer months and kind of spring months that they still give him a, a big contract. If they believe in him and he is fit and the doctors say that he's fit and he's recovered from his injury... I could still see them doing that because they've always played their big players. Like it's not an organization that makes that lets talent go out the door. I think that they will. I think there is a and, chance. And they they, they support their there. guys. Like you see, Jason Witten obviously was saved by Jerry Jones 
dragging him yeah. out of the booth and getting him back and stuff like that. And <laughs> someone, you know, that, yeah, that was that was great for television rather than for the Cowboys, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, they stood by Romo for you know long periods of choking in playoff games and things like that. And if you <laughs> yeah, fair to Romo, he did lead them to. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie loved that. Ollie, yeah, he did love that. that. But Romo did take that them to lots great. of kind of first place in that division quite often. It wasn't as if it was. It didn't take him to the big one, though, did he, eh, Tony? No, no, but that's... Can uh, read a defence from the freaking commentary booth, can't he? But not... (laughs) (laughs) Not on the field. (laughs) Not six foot three above the line, yeah? Um, Yeah. No, but they do look after their guys, you know, and when you're a cowboy, you're a cowboy for life if you're good to that franchise. And I'm sure they won't completely throw him under the bus, but I also... Somebody like Jerry Jones doesn't make foolish financial decisions. Yeah. I can see it going. I can see it going both ways easily. So that's an interesting one. We'll have to wait and see when we. I think it also comes down to what Andy Dalton does. So Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback at all. He's a very, probably the best backup quarterback in the league. To be quite honest, I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. Absolutely. Um, so it, let's say, for example, Andy Dalton goes in and he starts throwing for four hundred yards a game. It makes Dak Prescott look like a product of his system as opposed to his actual talent. So therefore, if that happens, and say, I'm not expecting the Cowboys to finish the winning record. I think it'll be eight and eight at best. So let's say they finish eight and eight, and they make the playoffs because someone at the NFC East has to get there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it will then happen is they'll have a decision to make as to whether or not that team needs to have Dak Prescott and all that money on it, or if you just carry on paying Andy Dalton less money than any starting quarterback is going to get anyway. I maybe mean, try and draft someone. Except for Cam. The thing is, you've seen the ceiling for Andy Dalton. So even if even if he plays well this season, I think he will. I think he could be. Well, we've seen him play well in a good passer Bengals in that team. Yeah, I mean, if you think you yeah. were t- talking about how well the Bengals but is he have been win the last you a Super Bowl? Time, he might do because in the with the Bengals, he had unfortunately Vontas Perfect destroying Antonio Brown's head to stop him winning that playoff game. Not saying that the Bengals would then have gone on to go much further, but still have him won a playoff game. Whereas he's never won a playoff game because he's had other problems along the team, as opposed to it being him has been the main issues. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the yeah, reason, no, the reason why fair. I think though the idea of a system QB doesn't necessarily work in this case is because it's a brand new system in Dallas. That's true. Yeah, yeah that is also true. This year, this season, you know, if it was Jason Garrett and it was kind of, it was a bit weird that it was Jason Garrett on the sideline. You know, Dak's yeah. former head coach. So he had a voodoo like, doll, oh, no. maybe. Kind of going to make this voodoo doll just snap right there. <laughs> oh, no. I, like, oh. That's, that's why he was there so quickly. Cause he felt yeah, so it's like, guilt. I knew what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I was thinking guilt. Can you imagine if he's, like, secretly smiling and, like, Dak kind of sees it out the corner of his eye? <laughs> he just carrots <laughs> just, like, in the middle of the kind of pile around him. And he's just like... Oh, or no. He's always saying to Dak in the, <laughs> subtly, I'm going to take you from Dallas to New York. You're going to be my quarterback. And yeah. that's why Dak was what? crying. That's why <laughs> Dak was crying. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I want to go. Don't make me leave. Don't make me leave. That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that oh, was kind dear. of weird that it was Garrett on the sideline. But yeah, yeah Dalton Dal- Dalton will come in and he'll probably take him to the NFC. I think he'll do. And I think he'll do well. Yeah. Not that's a not that's a challenge this year. I still think the Eagles yeah, will do mean, it. To be honest, I'm still sticking on that bandwagon until mathematically it's not possible. I'm sticking on that bandwagon because I think the Cowboys suck too. just as much as the Eagles suck, but not as bad as the uh, sorry the Washington football team and the Giants suck because they suck the most. Almost said it, didn't you, Jez? Almost had to bring almost hate, yeah hate almost spe- had to be bleeped into this. Yeah. 
into this podcast. Unbelievable. Can I give some love to the Titans? Yep. Did you guys watch the highlights or I've seen the highlights, yeah. Did you watch it, Ollie? Yeah, I watched the forty of Titans nice. Bills. They were belting. They absolutely really. rinsed the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, well, you think after that time off with COVID, but... you'd be like, oh, I'd be a bit rusty, but no, they came out all firing. Not if you illegally oh, practice in your facility for the week. So <laughs> oh, it's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, an I issue. Know. They're under investigation now, aren't they? We don't know what they've broken, but it seems like uh, quite a few all the few rules. rules from what we're looking Nashville at. is a city, it seems, that doesn't give a damn about COVID, because they're like ho- all the comedians are going there and doing comedy nights. The Titans are just having their own side facility going on while yeah. they shut down the games, <laughs> but we're still going to play it anyway. Oh, whatever. Who cares? We've got 17 cases in the building, but just move it to Tuesday, because COVID doesn't work on a Tuesday. Like They just do not care there anymore. Yeah. But, but if you're winning, you're winning. Yeah. And I mean, I wrote down some notes, watched it, because I got a message from uh, our friend Prince, friend of the podcast. Uh, and he was like, are you going to finally give some love to the Titans on the podcast? So I was like, all right, I'll watch your damn highlights. <laughs> and they were belting. Yeah. So just the special teams alone, the punt, they pinned the Bills down into the nine, the nine, and the three. That's on three of their best spectacular, punts. spectacular, that. So fares, and then obviously the they had uh, two inceptions. One of them was a tip pass. To be fair, the Malcolm so Butler yeah. one. He's unlucky; he didn't make it all the way as well. Oh, what a return yeah, that was! was Where did return. that come from? And he's uh, yeah, I didn't think he was so pacey. I wonder if he was so that. surprised that it was thrown right into his chest by Josh Allen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god! Oh, oh what do I a, do? Am I wearing white? Throw. Am I a Buffalo Bill? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it was like a bad throw. playing Jameis Winston again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> But they just seemed they, they, so they got in the they got in the red zone six times and six times they scored. Yeah, I mean they were very they're efficient. So they are just absolutely ruthless. And on a night where Derek Henry only rushed for fifty-seven yards, but what a handoff though! Oh, on Josh Norman. Was, on Josh Norman. Oh yeah, he, he got he got handed oh. off into the to the outworld. I don't know where he got handed off to. His soul left his body there. That was. That thing you put on Twitter, only that you retweeted yeah. of all the different things of the, the handoff. That was brilliant. Yeah, like Trump and COVID, and they have the different Trump faces as he w- runs off. Have you, <laughs> have you seen that, Dave? No. Oh, you've got to find that. It's brilliant. But Derek Derek Henry is the only running back I think I've ever seen who stands next to his offensive line celebrating after he scores a touchdown, and he doesn't look like their younger cousin. That yeah, they, like tap on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like he's there, and he's kind of you know he's he's six three, six four, so he's obviously smaller than them. But he doesn't really look like it. No. Like he's so so big. So yeah, just a lot of love for the Titans. That was one of the best performances of the season so far. They killed them. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't want to get too hyped up on the Titans' offense. Look, uh, Derek Henry's fantastic. But if you're looking at this game, like you look at. Where their touchdown drive started, Buffalo's yeah. 16, Buffalo's 30, Buffalo's 12, Buffalo's 18 yeah. on four of their touchdown drives. So, yeah. like, because the, their defense put them in such great yeah, positions. Uh, and I'm saying it was a complete football. team, yeah, it's, complete yeah. team performance, special teams, defense, and the nice, the nice thing about the Titans for me is they're like old school football. 
Like Tannehill runs bit, one yeah. in, sure, but they they're not playing like they're not, they're not flashy. They don't do trick plays that much. They're just like Tannehill is just Oh, another thing about Tannehill, just to give some more love, he just looks like he's enjoying football so much. Because he's not like, in Miami. When he ran yeah. in, so we well, have... yeah. When it, when he ran in for that touchdown, he looked like a rookie scoring their first touchdown in the NFL. Put your yeah, hand to your head so and the happy. ball to the sky. He did let's go prime time right there as he went <laughs> yeah, over and then like, fell over and did like a little cartwheel, like a little yeah. kid. So I think we should carry on with that Tannehill conversation in a second when we get into Le'Veon Bell. But I think the Titans did very well. I was surprised to see them do so well against the Bills. But I think the Bills I also well. have yeah. a glaring issue that they can't run the ball. So if you can't run the ball effectively, it means they can just cover Diggs, they can cover Brown. But Josh Allen put, is an MVP candidate, guys. Just have someone guys, spy like... Josh Allen, and he doesn't really <laughs> do very much, or he makes a dumb decision, which is what, as you were so happy to point out this week, Ollie has returned to Josh Allen's game that he's making bad decisions. Yeah, We knew they were coming. We all said it. Primetime yeah, Josh shame. Allen. Uh, let's look at it. <laughs> under the lights, under primetime, Josh Allen is the new Kirk Cousins. Loses his crap completely and he can't play with the attention on him. And, you know, maybe that will come to him. But right now, he's no good in, in the big time moments. And there are yeah. mistakes still in him. He gets a lot done right because i watched it and i was surprised because I, I i read a couple of kind of people saying oh josh allen he's terrible and all that kind of stuff yeah um and i watched it yeah, and he wasn't that seesawing that is, he wasn't silly. as bad as i thought he was going to be considering the result and considering like there were some poor mistakes like the throw to malcolm butler um some of the decision yeah. making was poor but there were also some mistakes by his receivers with the drops or like tipping balls up into the air and it wasn't all on Josh Allen. There was just a level of execution, which I guess is a problem that Buffalo will kind the of Titans have got a lot anyway. Of pressure as well. Yeah, yeah and well, if the defense plays well, it makes a big difference. And take nothing away from from the Titans' D in in causing mistakes as well. And they've been boosted, obviously, by having kind of a, a great pass rusher. I mean, I really like Clowney. Other people are still not a hundred percent on him, but I think he's awesome when he's having when he's on song. And he got some. Sure, yeah. They got some decent pressure on him. But the the Bills are still kind of they're not I don't think they're quite there yet as a good team as you say Jazz I don't think they can run the ball effectively so it puts That's more trouble. pressure on Allen. Um, the the thing they do have is that they've got this safe outlet of Diggs. You know he's he is like Josh Allen's safety blanket every single time. Um, I, I like the connection that Beasley has with Allen as well. But they're just not there yet. They've got a skittish quarterback yeah. who's, who's yeah. still young, um, and they need to find a way to to run the ball as i say i yep. think that they're so i i do think that you know this game aside they've been one of the, the best teams so far this year and i think that they will they'll come together more that you know it's just it's a bump in the road for them i still think that they'll be a 10 10 11 win team and they'll go to the playoffs well, so they'll be in the mix you know, for the AFC, they're developing they'll be with the Patriots, yeah. so yeah, yeah they're, they're still developing and i think josh allen's still developing and i like to be consistent you know i don't like some of these young quarterbacks getting killed too early and you know i've kind of got to give josh allen some time as well so yeah he's had yeah. some time he's he's had, just, he's he just a... gets rid of some of the ba really bad he's decisions. had some time but he's also improved in some key areas his accuracy yeah. has got a lot better this season he is making less mistakes um what you know he had two inceptions in that game but one of them was a tip pass it wasn't his fault you know he's he is developing. I think he's taken steps this year. Yeah, so I, I think I, he needs to take more. I think last but. week I did say that I th personally the steps for me are the fact that he's now got a great receiver in Diggs to go to. 
because that's helps, that's yeah. something that he's not had. Like you can throw it I mean, up. John and dig Brown's it. not bad, but he's not Diggs. No, not Stefan Diggs. And Diggs is so rapid that like if he overthrows him, he's got that extra gear where he can like make up for it. Oh, I guess so I have to go and get fun. this one then. Will I? All right, okay. And he can, oh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Oh yeah. look, I got it. I got it. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. I don't know why you guys are celebrating with Josh because he overthrew me, but all right. Bye. He's got that Eli Manning in him. <laughs> I make Ooh. bad plays to make you look good. <laughs> right. Um, Very good point. But yeah, the ti- yeah the Titans are just basic fun football. It's there's no crazy scrambling quarterback. It, Tannehill is. He plays did a run bit, for one, though, didn't he? But, well, that's the thing. He plays a bit like a uh, very poor man's Aaron Rodgers in that like, he's he's good out of the okay. pocket. That's where he's best. But he does have a bit of mobility in him. And that was something that he had to use a lot of the time at the Dolphins to evade the constant rush that he was under. Well, he was a wide receiver in college, wasn't he? Yeah, so he has legs to him. He's just not got the fastest legs to him, particularly as he's been playing quarterback. Maybe, anymore. maybe when he now. was yeah. a wide receiver, maybe more so. Back in college, he probably had a quicker step than he does at this point. Yeah, um, or Maybe before he got beaten the crap Der- out of. Derek, hum- Derek Henry's just fun to watch, even when he is pushing over old oh, men. He's just, yeah, like, just so, pu- uh, the, so punishing, isn't he? A bit brutal on Josh Norman, who did, in fairness, on the next play, go and make the tackle on Derek Henry. So he did kind of step up and was like, I'm not getting yeah. pushed. Oh, I, I didn't see that. that I didn't see that. The, we don't want to talk about so that. So, you know, the game in 40 is literally just play, play, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. They replayed that stiff arm three times on the game in 40 for no <laughs> reason. <It was> just <laughs> like, they never do that. Yeah, it was so that's, weird. That's worth it. That's yeah, worth I love it. That. That's, that's, that's worth the price of admission. Poor Josh Norman, man. He's just getting abused on that. Oh, yeah. The last thing I'll say about the Titans, though, is that, okay, they've, they might not be the sexiest team out there, but who the hell wants to play them in January? Like I would feel, if I was, you know, the some of the giants of the AFC right now, you really don't want to be playing. If I'm the Ravens, if I'm the if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm the Patriots, whoever else it is, if I'm the Steelers, Jazz. There you go. I was waiting for you just to throw that one in. There. <laughs> Um, I mean, that was but if you're what, yeah, right. if you're one of the top, if you're one of the top teams in the AFC, who the hell wants to play the Titans in January? That's what I say. Well, who's who looks like they're going to pull away That's that division game. from the Titans either at this point? No one. Well, maybe no, the Colts. They've got that. I don't. Colts. No, Colts I'm don't look convinced. it. Rivers is not looking great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you sticking a fork in him? No, but. You know, not far off. I just yeah, the, I, the Colts, he's boring. He is a yeah. boring quarterback to watch, he's which da- is sad. For me, Rivers is damaging his Hall of Fame Legacy. potential with this yep. season because if he, he was if he left after hauler. the Chargers, you're like, man, the guy has carried that franchise as far as he could he go is. with very little help aside from the LT days and all this kind of stuff. Blah blah blah. Rivers. Well, we had a player. A- he used to be a basketball player. Oh, who was that? They, they never, that's a niche fact I don't think anybody Gattes. would have heard before Gattes, Gattes. Tony Gattes. was it Tony Anthony Gattes Gattes Anthony Gattes Gattes from Spain Anthony yeah. Gattes that's it yeah, yeah. yeah he played uh, Gattes. Gattes it was him and Pau Gasol used to play uh, in Madrid together playing Barcelona. basketball up on the streets and wherever I don't care and you couldn't say the team say this, the right one this is an imaginary basketball player from Spain in my head that turned <laughs> to play tight end in the NFL yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and now Rivers is the weaker link in that Colts offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, their run game I don't think is that great, and I, I do think they've missed Marlon Mack. They've missed Marlon down. Mack a lot. Yeah, isn't it so savage though that the Colts have always been held back under Andrew Luck for not having a defense? They suddenly get a defense together. They retires. don't have Andrew Luck. Yeah, 
And they've got Philip Rivers, who looks a bit shit. Yeah. Well, you'd have to be retired if you're Andrew Luck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Leaving the Colts like that. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Ollie trying to get the show cancelled really hard this week. I really like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, they're a shoo-in for the division. Let's go back to the... the Adam Gase, Le'Veon Bell, and the dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. Do we think, obviously, Le'Veon Bell got released? And from what Twitter keeps saying today, is it's going to be the Bills, the Chiefs, or the Dolphins are the three teams in the running for him. But do we think that Le'Veon Bell is going to light the league back up again like he used to? Or do we nope. think that he's going to be, just as he was in the Jets, unable to really do very much? Le'Veon Bell is not a smart man. If. He is as dumb as I think he is. He's going to end up at the Miami Dolphins playing for another pretty garbage team. Where... Why, why, why would he go there? For the money, maybe. He's, maybe a crap team will give him more money. His money's been paid by the Jets this year, so any money he gets paid by another team is extra money this year. He doesn't have to be paid by anyone. He could take 500 grand. He's Does not going your... to. No, but let's, let's just remember that, though. Does that, does that change your mind at all or not? I, look, I'm... It's just more. I don't. Honestly, I don't. When they said, "Oh, Le'Veon Bell's uh, been like been released by the Jets," and uh, I joked like, "Oh, he'll come to the Eagles," because that was the thing that was floating around before he went to the Jets, and it was like at yeah. that point we really could have done with a good running back, and it would be fine if he still went there. But like, I don't care about Le'Veon Bell at this point. Isn't it so it weird is... that we we're talking about Le'Veon Bell in this kind of shruggy kind of way? He was the best back in in the league only and then you sit, 3 years ago maybe. But then you Four years ago? then you sit a year and then you play two terrible well, a year and a bit terrible time. I didn't see him do anything though. Like you would have thought that the old Le'Veon Bell if he still got it even on a terrible Jets offense would still have some flashes where he gets loose. Anything. I haven't seen him do those old sidesteps that he used to do. He used to just, like, dance in between players like he was playing rugby sevens. And I haven't seen him do any of that. But he had a terrible defensive line. Adam Gase is useless at his job. His play calling is appalling. There was a brilliant moment on the (laughs) coverage where they were, like, uh, they were talking about, was it a fourth down or something like that they went for? And they went for a um, handoff to a tight end filling in at fullback and they were like oh or a third down and short even and the and the co-commentator i can't remember who it was was saying well that's just the dumbest move on the planet because you're handing (laughs) it you're handing it to a tight end that doesn't know how to see a hole and move in and read the blocks when you've got a big chunky running back like frank Frank Gore Gore. just behind him who knows exactly (laughs) where to go because he's been doing it for years and instead you're handing it off to a tight end who doesn't know what he's doing because the tight end runs into the back of the lineman gets stalled there and they don't get the third and short and they end up having a fourth and short instead and ends the drive and it's like yeah why are you giving that to a guy that doesn't run the ball and And it's uh, funny how he came out and said how um oh we're not doing much offensively very good I might consider not doing the play calling duties. It's like, you think? Isn't it about well, time you got someone else to do it? You he's idiot. Just a, he's he's just a dead man walking, isn't he? He's oh, just yeah. Waiting he's just to get fired. Exactly. You know? He's waiting for his payout. That's all it is. But I think yeah, that Le'Veon yeah. Bell actually, 
is a good player in a horrific position. Do you think system. he's still got it then? I think he does. Well, if I, I had, hope he does. If I it didn't would have be his, really cool. Yeah, if we didn't have running backs to the Steelers, I'd happily have him back. Of course, if he hadn't sat out for the year, create some bad blood or whatever. But also... Yeah, I don't think that would happen. I so. think... No, I don't think it will either. But I think if he goes to the Chiefs, oh. he will... They don't need him though with Hilaire but, there. But you he's have... Great. But that's just, you have a one-two punch then. You've got Hilaire and you've got Bell. Yeah, look at what the Browns have just done by losing Chubb, Chubb and, and Nick Hunt just come and just devastates. Yeah, so that's the thing. So I think that if he's clever, he goes to the Chiefs because Nick Hunt, got... Kareem Hunt. Sorry, yeah, you, you... <laughs> I didn't want to correct you, Nick. but I thought I'd just let it go. <laughs> I don't um, know why Nick they... came Kareem, here. Kareem Chubb, isn't it? <laughs> I'm thinking of great backups that fill in brilliantly, and I get Nick Foles just comes in straight away. I'm like Nick, yeah. Nick Hunt, yeah, it's Nick. <laughs> But if you go to the Chiefs, they've got the deep passes all across the field. They've got Kelsey across the middle. They'll then have Edwards Alaire and also Bell. So you can literally put them wherever you want. If you want to have Edwards Alaire on the pitch and Bell on the pitch at the same time, you put Bell, I oh, sorry, field, put Bell at slot receiver. Because he's a, he's a good as a receiver. So that would be an extra little player for Andy they Reid to have. Yeah, they, don't, they don't need to do that. Know. All you're doing them, is... But it makes a mismatch be... because then they can have it as a no, run no, play. I, I, I'd play. have it, but I wouldn't put Bella, I wouldn't go to Bella the Patriots. This seems else. like a Patriots move to me. It does, but there's apparently not been linked with him. Okay, apparently and is is Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, and you've already got Bills like, could use him then. It's a busy backfield really in New England anyway, with the rotation yeah. and the way because Bell may not necessarily Bell will probably be happy to rotate in and out with Ceh. Bell would go to the Bills and be their number one running back straight away. I imagine. Um, yep. Bell would go to he the Dolphins and just probably get very angry, but would still play a lot. If he went to New England, he would have to rotate around with White, with Sony Michelle, uh, with the rare occasion that Burkhead gets in and like gets three touchdowns in a game or something crazy like that. Whenever yeah. Belichick pulls something out of the bag, um, which he might be okay with, but at this point, and as you mentioned earlier, Jazz, you know the the Jets are paying his salary for the remainder of this year. Yep, we might actually have an NBA style. You know, Durant going to Golden State, like big players piling onto already successful teams to go and get their rings kind of thing, which is why I think if you're Le'Veon Bell, you just go to the Chiefs because you're going to make them better. You probably, you've got the best chance of going and getting yourself a ring. And what a move for the Kansas City Chiefs to make after losing to the Oakland Raiders. And they go like, oh, we lost a game. I guess we should go and get this studly running back. (laughs) (laughs) And Andy Reid could have so much fun knowing that he's got two running backs of the same kind of ilk. I'd like to see it. It would be really interesting if the Chiefs did that. It would be really fun. And I hope that Le'Veon Bell isn't cooked, but I have not seen anything um, from him to think that he's still got it. Well, I saw a so. stat with that, that he was, out of all the backs in the league, the average time from when he got the ball to when he got hit was the lowest. So if you're not getting the ball and then having a chance to make someone miss and you're just getting hit straight away, you can't really look very good or look like you're sidestepping people because there's no one that's stopping you up front. There's no one blocking for you. There's no gaps. There's no there's no way to try and actually look like a decent player. Whereas yep. the Steelers, he had a very good offensive line. He had Big Ben that you had to respect. And you had Antonio Brown on one side or Martavis Brown on the other for a while where you had to respect them as well. So you couldn't just load the box and say, okay, you want to throw against us? You've got one receiver. Throw. Mm. If I mean, not, we're coming down your throat. That's the trouble. We'll see how it goes, huh? I'd like to... So yeah. You get some... I I wouldn't mind seeing him in Buffalo. 
I would Buffalo. like to see him in Kansas City. If all the teams seem to go to, I want him to go to Kansas City. I just, I just want to see him on a good team. Yeah. So yeah. The, the Bills, the Bills have a good enough offensive line, and they have a gap at running back. So we'd see him actually play. Kansas City would be interesting as well. Yeah, I just want to see him on a good team. Like you said, I don't want him to just go to the Dolphins to get and get you get some more money, but we don't. Really and see and Sean McDermott is trying to change the attitude around the Buffalo Bills, and I think a move like this would help cement that because galvanize them he's yeah. obviously brought in the the, the hate the kind of cliche the right culture into the franchise but there you know there's been so much talk about that um and then if you then bring in a big player you know you bring in digs in the off season this year and then you get the opportunity to bring in levy on bell you're saying right this is a this is a team that can play fun football yeah but we have the right mental attitude that we want the big players coming in but we want them to take it seriously because we want to make a big push and, and yeah, we're all knock in. off the Patriots. And and that's what it, the all-in thing, it feels a bit like the Ajayi to Philadelphia move. Obviously, earlier in the season than that took place. But when that took place for Philly, I did say to you guys, oh, we're in, I'm in. Like, this is the year that we're going to make a big run for it. And that worked out brilliantly, obviously. Um, if... The bills yeah, go and a get lucky, him. Lucky excitement, but it felt no, but it felt right as well. It was like we have a, the pieces together, and that's another big piece to come in, take a load off Legarrant Blunt. It's not just a, a Sproles and Blunt backfield. You've got a Jai as well. Sproles, I think, may have gone down by that point already, actually, and it was Smallwood and Blunt. But still, it just felt like that's a move that shows a sign that they're interested and keen in going for it that year. And it's I, what and good if, teams do. And yeah. if the Bills take this opportunity, you have that feeling with them that they're going for it because they've got a great defense and they have now a quarterback that's playing far better than we've seen him play yet in his career. They've got a studly wide receiver in Diggs. They've got the little pieces in, in players like Beasley as, as the kind of out check downs yeah. just in case. And then you go and get a potential star running back in Le'Veon Bell. I think it's a Ollie's big move. excited about I think the Bills. It, I think it's I a big move. It. I just enjoy... But he still hates Josh Allen. Well, I do. And it... I don't know. He's coming around. No, he's, he's not. He hates Josh I can Allen. see him. I can see him. He's <laughs> waiting. Him. He's waiting to say, told you so. Oh, I mean, I already did for. that this week. You <laughs> don't did, worry. Yeah. You did. And that's why I know it's coming. I, know. When I, happens can see again. A little, I can see a little twinkle. I like the Bills. My first ever piece of NFL like merchandise, I must have been maybe like six, seven years old. And I had a Buffalo Bills little beanie hat and i just loved the logo i liked it when drew bledsoe went there after his time with the patriots i've always liked the bills kind of story um and obviously losing the four super bowls in a row is pretty savage on them i, I think they're just a cool franchise and they're stuck in you know you get snow in buffalo you get wind you get rain it's a big open field they're a classic nfl wings. franchise what's that you get hot wings you do get hot wings jazz jazz is in you do <laughs> jazz is suddenly all in <laughs> Don't let me change my mind. Not that yeah. we had anything against him, but yeah, it's just I I know what you're saying. I just think that you're a bit harsh on Josh Allen, and I I agree. I think they're a very good team. I think I think Sean McDermott is a very good case example of a coach that makes his players better than the sum of their parts, as opposed to yeah, Dan Quinn, who makes them job. just a shit show. Oh, and they've got Eng- English Dan roots Quinn. as well now on their practice squad, don't they? Of course. Do they? Oh, Christian Wade. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, or England's new franchise, piss off Jacksonville. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
suspect that you are falling for Justin Herbert. I love him so much. Yeah, he, I thought you would he because is a, I just before you get into talking about how much you love him, yeah. the reason I knew that you would like him, not only because we, we should all like him because he's doing great stuff, but Ollie, you know, to start off this season, went on a little bit of a rant about modern day quarterbacks. He's not so into the mobile kind of Kyler Murray's of this world. He He wants that guy who can sit back there and be a quarterback and pass the ball. And Justin Herbert is that. Justin Herbert stands in the pocket, s- loud and proud, and slinging it. At, what six foot four? He's fantastic to watch. <laughs> His throwing motion is so smooth. He's confident and stays and holds on the to the ball not too long, but until it's right. But doesn't get worried about the pressure coming around him when he does get pushed. He's got enough mobility, a bit like Tannehill, to at least evade and be maneuverable to avoid the rush he's an ex-duck if he can learn how to read defenses like an Andrew Luck did obviously a Peyton Manning would be pushing it really far but if if the game can come to him in terms of him learning the mental side of being a quarterback pre-snap he is such a good potential talent he's got a rocket of an arm that is so accurate 30 plus yards he can put absolute fire on it he's got touch on it I love him of all the quarterbacks that we've seen come through and you know forget about all the complete failures like Johnny Manziel that people were hyping up and Johnny football Johnny no football Johnny (laughs) (laughs) Johnny no football Johnny likes to drink no and that doesn't play football Johnny allegedly loves all the things off the field but nothing about on the field uh Johnny not good enough for the CFL um forget Baker Mayfield and potential oh small quarterbacks are the new thing no I'm not buying I'm still not in on Baker Mayfield he's not good in the pocket Justin Herbert is prototype one if you built an NFL quarterback, that's how you'd want him to look. And he just needs to get the mental game right and the learning. First, I also- think Andrew Luck's, Andrew Luck's a great comparison. Ew. I think Andrew Luck was better at with his feet. Yeah, that's... For sure, Luck was better Andrew, Luck, Andrew Luck was like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. But I'm saying Justin Herbert, the way he's come in straight away, Andrew Luck was like immediately... Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Right I mean, there. look at the touchdown. I don't think it was against the Saints, the one the week before, where he was backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up against and the Bucks, and then launches there. it down to Allen in the yeah. left-hand side of the field. Yeah, and I think he also gets ended after he throws it. Just the the bravery to carry on, just thinking, oh, I'm just gonna keep going back. Oh, I can throw it forty yards, no worries, and, and then be accurate with it as well. Like he you can said. throw it seventy if he wants. The yeah. bravery may be that young naivety. Because he hasn't yeah. had it rocked out of him yet. <laughs> he hasn't been smashed in the mouth. Yeah, yet. No, and he's, I haven't seen He's not been beaten around him. like Burrow has been. And I s- still think that's going to be a detriment to him, obviously, to Joe Burrow. Um, but I do think that if you look at Herbert or Burrow, and I know you sent this as like the question jazz for the podcast, I take yeah. Justin Herbert straight away on what we've seen in the first few games. I like, yeah. I like yeah. Joe Burrow, but Justin Herbert has this strange, weird confidence in the pocket that I don't think Burrow has and maybe that's only because he's been roughed around so much already yeah it's hard to know it's hard to know it's hard I think, to really with, compare with Burrow's yeah yeah because I think we'll, if you put we'll Burrow in a better see. situation you look at how well he's played given the situation he's in granted he's got good receivers and decent running back 
The offensive line is still pretty crap, to be quite frank. Oh, it's awful. I mean, this is why I disliked when people were saying that the Eagles' defense is getting more uh, QB hurries than anybody else. It's like, you look who the the offenses they've played. played They played the Bengals. They played uh, Washington. Washington. Well, they lost to Washington, though, didn't they? Yeah, but they still got to Haskins a lot. And Haskins holds on to the ball and doesn't move that well. And, yeah, let's get off Haskins. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, the yeah. Eagles have, the Eagles have faced teams that don't have great off uh, defensive uh, offensive lines at all. So that's why they look so good. Well, Herbert has faced the Saints' defensive line and the Bucks' defensive line, legit and defensive lines, and has so. gone toe to toe with the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yes, yeah, but going toe to toe. Just, 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 just sorry, just interject there. Drew Brees, yes, Hall of Fame quarterback this year, not very good. Yeah. This year, he's not Drew Brees of three or four years ago. No, no, that's fine, but still, that. it still looks good on the resume for Justin yeah, Herbert. Yeah, but say he's gone toe-to-toe. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a soft, uh, that's a soft Brady, narrative, I, Brady, I'll give it. you, because Brady still looked very good. I still liked it, Jazz. Sometimes I like the headlines. And also, like... You, you could, like, you you could, you're such a whore for the headlines, Jazz, you, you could also say, though, like, oh, but Brady wasn't in New England, and in New England, I don't think Justin Herbert is successful going toe-to-toe with Brady as it is at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you were to be a Patriots fan. Like, I mean, there, there is a narrative that you can write around both yeah. of those games but the, 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 hasn't stats, been very good this year, the stats say that those two quarterbacks are going to be in the hall of fame and justin herbert has been able to rock and roll with the best of them do you want a uh, do you want a nice stat ollie to I'd finish love off a nice your justin herbert uh, chat quack, quack 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 so he got a passer rating of 137 against Ooh. the bucks but put that in context rogers against the vikings and the saints both fantastic games from him. He got four touchdowns in both those games. They're both in the 120s, his passer rating in that. Russell Wilson got 130 in a five-touchdown, zero-interception game against the Cowboys. So, 137 passer rating is legit. Yeah, but how? He what, killed what's that his game. average passer rating? I think so he, got, he got much less in the other games. He got like 100, he got 90... You know, that's more kind of like normal numbers. So you know, if you're getting plus 120 passer rating, that's like an incredible. Uh, he's had a 94, an 88, a 137.9 and a 122.7. So Russell Very Wilson, good. just to compare, has had a first game of the season against Atlanta. He got 143.1, then 132.1, 130.7 and 112.4. So his average so far is 136.7. Yeah, so you're taking the average of four amazing games from a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> yeah. who's playing at the height of his powers. Headline so proving my point there. Headline yeah, from Jazz, I wasn't, though, I wasn't, Justin I, Herbert, not as good as Russell Wilson. I was Wilson's. not disagreeing yeah. with you. I was just, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. It sounded like you were trying <laughs> no, to come at me, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly... It's just looking just at what his average, average was. Is, right, okay. And then you were saying how good that rating was. Like, yeah, that is a really good rating, but look at Russell Wilson's one so far through the year. It's the exact same thing because of how well he's done. I saw a stupid stat before he played last okay. week. If he'd thrown an interception on his next, I think it was 25 passes, he'd still have a better passer rating than Carson Wentz. <laughs> That's my favourite stuff. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't know when I was going to bring that one up, but I thought that was a great timing because oh, you, you brought the passer ratings up. I thought I had to just... Taking names on the- Is the Atlanta Falcons game off yet? Not yet. 
Uh, not yet, but it <laughs> seems crossed. like it will be because we're. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to watch it. So anyway, actually, yeah, we, we, so... we've spoken about the Falcons briefly. D- Dave, Dan Quinn, oh, Dan firing. Quinn's gone. Let's yeah, let's let's uh, let's, let's, let's hear. And Dimitrov has gone. What's... So you've got both of them have gone. What would What's you want to, for the next thing? See? What would you want oh, for okay. your next thing? Who would you like as a coach? You're an offensive coach, defensive coach. It it would be it would be interesting to have a look. I mean, the two of the top coaches. Um that will be interviewing this year are Salah at the um, 49ers, their defensive coach. I'd be very interested in him from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised he was on the shortlist for a lot of head coaching jobs this year. And didn't get any, did he? Obviously, he either didn't get them or he decided to stay another year with Carl Shanahan. I don't know. Um, Maybe he was excited you know, to work with Nick Bosa and then he did his ACL, so he's out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that might do it. Um so I'd be interested to look at him. Eric the Enemy uh, at the Chiefs, their offensive coordinator, would be very interesting. So if I was him, I wouldn't leave the Chiefs. But I think these guys, they tend to, if we look at it, they tend to yeah, go I know, and get do. head yeah. coaching jobs. So, And I think I think the Falcons is a, quite an attractive job. You've got a steady, you've got a steady owner. Um, who doesn't seem like a reactionary? Yeah, that's true. He'll give. He's going to give you time. <laughs> gave Dan Quinn far more time than he deserved. Far more, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good thing if you're the guy coming in. Yeah. Like, because you. I see can play trash for four you, years. No one get fired. I can milk this senile right. old man of all He'll of his. Probably money. get Adam. <laughs> you know, we could go and get Adam Gase, and we could give him like a a six year contract. <laughs> oh, it would be a that would be a travesty for everyone. Oh my um, god! But I think those two. Uh, those two are the ones that kind of jump out to me. I don't really know college football. Ollie might know about some um, some up and coming coaches there that might be interesting. Um, Not off the top of my know. head. I mean, I, I still don't. I I don't know if you guys just said Nick Saban, but like he's just the ultimate college coach. Who yeah, I was going to say the Saban, NFL but level, but it. I don't. The only the only thing well, is is that if he hasn't done Jim it yet, Harbour, why is he going to do it now? Yeah, at the Wolverines. Yeah, why do you leave Michigan as well? It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, Harbour seems to enjoy college coaching more than the NFL as well. But Harbour, Harbour would be really interesting. I mean, from the coaches that I know, do you not get tired of Jim Harbour just yelling all the time? Though I don't like him as like (laughs) a kind of personality. Like he drove me mental on that Wolverines all or nothing. I've not watched that, but he's obviously a really good coach. So you know, annoying wins us some games i'll take the win the games like i just i'll just mute it when he does his press conferences that's fine I, just win do you think it's games. right that both went head coach yeah, and both GM. Had to go. yeah i do yeah they need to they need to start over and i think that there's just a lot of blame to go around what, isn't but there? what you were can't, the you can't isolate it to dan quinn you know yeah. they haven't brought in the defensive personnel even and the offensive line personnel that they've been looking for over the last you know, four drafts. But the only so thing that's on Dimitrov. The only thing with Dimitrov is that Dan Quinn, it like he was the one that apparently wanted the small, fast defense to cope with the modern NFL that's getting faster and quicker. Sure. So isn't yeah. Dimitrov getting the players to fit Dan Quinn's ideals and system? That I mean, that's the only thing. Like, obviously, they haven't done too well with their offensive line drafting, um, which is without a doubt a problem. That could then be down to scouting, which I guess is part of the GM's remit as well. I mean, but it's... with offensive line, just sorry, just on that to interrupt you, that 
offensive line does see i don't know if this is just me but the if we think the the draft is a lottery the draft for offensive linemen is a real oh, lottery yeah so i think that's one of the hardest positions to scout. find talent and to scout and they always get overdrafted because there's so few of them so you take a guy in the top 10 because he's one of the best available that year but that doesn't mean he's going to be any good so sorry yeah no not not every offensive lineman gets a movie made about them that shows how good they are kind of thing and even then the movie makes him look (laughs) pretty special like a tiktok (laughs) yeah yeah. um but yeah no i just wonder if it was maybe a little harsh on dimitrov like quinn had to go i just wonder if just because the roster's quite talent poor in quite a lot of areas so if you're a general manager you've got to try and make sure you make the most of your roster and I think that the trouble the Falcons have is another question I've got for you in a second Dave is that some of their players are on very hefty contracts that are Mm. coming either to the end of their careers or out of the end of their primes and if you have a team that's front loaded into say three or four star players it's always difficult then to share the wealth around to get the rest of the team to play around it so I think that the team building point of view hasn't been good enough either. Because all well and good saying they've had injuries, because they have had injuries. This year they had how many DBs injured in one week. It's ridiculous. But at the same time, if you're that good at talent roster building, sorry, you should be able to find those those players. I mean, look, without trying to use the Steelers as an example all the time, but we tend to find wide receivers every single year that come out of our draft that no one else looks Chase at. Chase Claypool has one game against a bollocks eagles secondary but before that oh, there was deontay they, johnson before that there was juju yeah you can't say, you can't say before that the steelers that aren't good at scouting uh wide receivers. Wide receivers. Yeah. you can't say that it's madness yeah emmanuel sanders uh santonio holmes antonio brown Just yaddy, the, yaddy, list, yaddy, the list yaddy, yaddy. keeps on going for the last 10 years anyway that's by the point but i think dimitros had to go too because he clearly hadn't had the i do to build it. but it, it's pretty savage because if you look back like a few years dimitrov was one of the top gms and one of the safest gems in the league yep and his job always seemed a lot safer than dan quinn's because dan quinn got overshadowed by carl shanahan and i think obviously after the super bowl it became very very apparent that carl shanahan was the reason that they we got, got to the super bowl in the first place and that we were a top heavy team um anyway and that Dan Quinn never really added a huge amount apart from being very he was very good at motivating his players and he was a very to, liked to guy point. but he was just completely inept at coaching his defense there's just so badly coached like you look at you look at other organizations and how they manage to have talent poor defenses where you don't know them you don't know the players you can't name the five players on their team but they don't allow 30 points a game bill's been the best and that's, example that's coaching yeah sean mcdermott went to that bill's so, team where they had not a very good defense and they transformed it granted they've now got some good draft picks in there too yeah but yeah. that is very much a team where sean mcdermott dan, dan, completely changed it dan quinn's riding the coattails of the equivalent of the perfect storm that Barcelona had with their academy players coming through with that Seahawks defense. Mm. Yeah. Like Seattle's yeah. defense when they beat Denver through the best defensive performance I've seen in a Super Bowl uh, was purely on raw talent and you almost got a feeling from seeing, you know, a few years after, you know, things like the America's game, things like the attitude and the conversations that have been had by those players like old Thomas Cam Chancellor, uh, Bobby Wagner, etc. That is a a defense that almost ran itself, like the Legion yeah. of Boom. 
it didn't. Well, they had leaders everywhere. They were all leaders, and they were all yeah, like, pretty even just much in that se- yeah. highly even just intelligent. In that secondary, you had three leaders, and in linebackers, highly all intelligent leaders, and the Z line was the same. Yeah, yeah. so you it didn't a, need. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a, I agree, and it's. Do you think it's kind of like Adam Gase and living Peyton off Manning. the 2013 season? Yeah, like they that get. Couldn't you, say that better. Yeah, that stuff just kind of it just keeps rolling and it builds a. This, this aura of, oh, going. look, this is what he did. Yeah. Well, what did, Absolutely. What did he and have if Carl Shanahan that? hadn't taken us to a Super Bowl, then he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did. So I I feel bad for Dan Quinn. He's a nice guy. I'm really happy that he's gone. I'm, I, I'm a bit sad about Dimitrov. I think that's a fair point, Ollie. He... He might have a he might get another crack at being a GM somewhere else and he might be able to do well with another team because he did he has drafted some great players and yeah. also drafted I think, some, some guff like every GM does. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think the door's kinda of closed on Dimitrov, but I think we've seen who Dan Quinn is and it's not good enough. So just on kind of riding coattails and stuff, because there's been a lot of conversation about Salah at the forty ers as well. Oh, that yeah, was that one was... of the uh, coaches that Dave mentioned when you were off. Yeah, uh, I think you uh, you walked off. There was because a... you had enough of the Falcons chat. Yeah, well, Understandable. Was, you know, <laughs> Dan Quinn's out. I'm out. So. <laughs> um, but he's somebody that's always come under a fair bit of scrutiny as a coach. You know, some people haven't bought into Robert Sala, and I think last year a lot of people gave him a lot of credit for what the 49ers defense did. But you know we. Shane Vereen said last week that uh, the fine lines between good players and great players is generally down to the coaching and the coaches they have around them. Yeah. It, you, the way you're seeing the 49ers defense perform this season with a few obviously key players out, Robert Saller isn't able to make the adjustments at this point. And do you think actually last year's great defense on the 49ers is a case of the players rather than the coaching? And Robert Saller actually may have... He's built a nice little foundation for himself on the back of last year's season and do you yeah, think it, it might potentially be, it might looks like another same. one to kind of might crumble away the next Dan Quinn possibly <laughs> it, could, it could be but but who do you you know I mean it, but you the, don't know who's going to be a, a successor head coach it is, it's, it's always a gamble I don't know and, we might go through a couple before we find like you know when you're when you're in transition like this it could be a rough couple of years for the Falcons. Like we don't know. You might hit gold straight away, but there's a lot of franchises that don't. You know, and yeah. then there's a lot of turnovers. You know, when we so were mocking was... Jazz about like, oh, you've had it so easy with Brossisberger and Tomlin for all these years, and eventually it's going to fall away. And we kind of thought that his franchise was going to be the one that fell away first, considering where all three of our franchises yes, were. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Actu- actually, <laughs> those Who's two laughing now. Those two keep just yeah. sticking around. So true. <laughs> Mike Tomlin still looks. Well, like Tomlin will be around coolest... for a lot longer because he's done brilliant with what he's got. Let's face facts. Granted, he hasn't been able to get past the Patriots, but that's not exactly a complete tarnish in his record. Because well, he showed how good he how good he can be last, last year. year. That was really impressive. Yeah. And you you never that's what really good coaches do is when things are going badly, they manage to still get it done. Yeah. And it's like Mason Rudolph like is Pierce. going to burn the house that Mike Tomlin built. <laughs> yeah, and Duck Hodges will be there. In the background Duck, with a little bit of Duck a lighter be, hand too. Duck Hodges will be there roasting on the open fire over the Although ashes I, I, of I the house what, of Tomlin. I tell you what, I like the the, uh, the narrative of Sam Darnold to the Steelers. I like that as well. I would love that because I think he would be a brilliant next one up. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's 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 my that's my, one for the future. My like my dreams can come true one day, perhaps. And if it then comes true and is useless, I'll happily say it's a nightmare. Um, back to the Falcons. Do they trade Ryan and Jones, or do they keep hold of both of them? Because they'll why keep would hold you, of Ryan. You reckon he's, he's what thirty five? Is he? Yeah, that's that's not too old for a quarterback these days. It's not. That's not great. young. It's and also close. Not it's close to that, that tipping point, you know. You... I think Julio Julio would be interesting. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what offers you'd get for him. You know, you'd hope you could still get a first and maybe a second. But I mean, how many years has he got left in him? If he keeps getting injured this year, he is coming off a few years where he keeps getting injured. injured so I saw a sort of thing on I don't know. Instagram of um, Julio Jones and Larry Fitzgerald kind of dapping up at the end of the game, and both it crying. said, "Don't don't worry about rebuilds. I've done four of them. It's great. Just keep going with it." And you can happily see Julio Jones being the player that's with the Falcons the whole time, a bit like Larry has been with the, the Cardinals. But I don't think that he's yeah. willing to get paid as little as Larry's probably getting paid. I don't um, see that. I see Julio wanting. Julio wants to probably go and get a ring to make himself one of the greats ever. Which is totally fair. I'd love him yeah. to get a ring. I, yeah. I think we all yeah. would agree that it'd be a very good thing because he, he's a player that deserves where it. He's a he, very good player. I wonder where he'd go. I don't know. I mean, the Patriots could do with a receiver. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the Chiefs could do with at, Julio I, Jones, couldn't they? Yeah, I do think I do think the Falcons would be kind of wise to look at that if they got, say, a first and a second. Yeah, I just think that it's time to maybe blow it. things up take a year where you'd have a not a not, not blow things up completely but i think you can do you, you you should be able to do a kind of a soft kind of reboot are you um, i don't know are you turning on the matt ryan thing yet because he was poor this week he, like i i've He's stood not been great all, all year i've so stood far. by you i've stood by you on the matt ryan thing and i think a lot of the criticism of ryan is absolute caca but he wasn't good this week, and I wouldn't put it down on anything well, look, except I mean, for it's, it, That's all. It's but all. don't you think that? Don't you think it's a culture thing? I mean, if you've if you've had two seasons in a row where you finished seven and nine, and you thought you were going to be competing in the South, and you were going to be going to the playoffs, and you're a player who's kind of continually been good enough to be at that level, and you should be in the playoffs. If you have two years of seven and nine, and then this year you go zero oh and five, like. I don't know. I mean, that's going to affect anybody. And I think that the culture and the feeling in the locker room at the moment is so, so low. And that is going to affect your quarterback as well. So I don't think that his arm seems any different. I don't think his movement seems any different. He's not injured. There's no reason to think that that talent's gone. So I think that it's kind of bullshit. I just I'm not buying into it at all. It's easy to just blame the quarterback yeah. because they're the face of the franchise and stuff. And but I think he's a victim of everything that's going on around him. So I think so, Arthur Blank said it best, where he said, "What's the problem with the team? It's the lack of winning over the last three and a half years, which is totally fair. There haven't been enough. Yeah, they're wins. not used to winning. Exactly, they're used to unfortunately. And he's sick losing. of coming from behind. He's always coming from behind. He's always having to reach and make plays. Yeah, Matt I mean, Ryan. He's often given up leads, mate. He's given up leads as well, but like, you know, that's because the and the defense can't get a stop. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I, just, I, I don't I, think from Matt, my point of view, Matt Ryan's the problem. If I was in your shoes, I'd be thinking, well, I'd, it's all well and good having Matt Ryan there for as long as he needs to be, but if you can trade him, or if you can trade him for even if 
You might even get a first round pick for him, you might get a second round pick for him. That's still a way of trying to get some roster building back into your building. A bit like the Miami Dolphins did. The Miami Dolphins have leveraged loads of picks to try it's and get... It's such a bad time to, to get rid this of year it is, a yeah. franchise quarterback, though, because there's so many good quarterbacks in the league suddenly, and we've got, like, Justin Herbert coming through. We've got Josh Allen coming through. Like, we've got... Yeah, but yeah, your, window, like, your window on Matt Ryan is this season, next season, and may, maybe the season after. I know, maybe. but I'm just saying, what's the market for him? And if the market isn't there, then you should keep hold of him. Because if you're not going to get... That's fair. Yeah, that's and, fair. And you would do, you would do better... We're probably going to have a top four pick or whatever, top three pick. Judging by the record so like, at the moment, it could be real nice. Give it a top one pick. Yeah. So, Trevor Lawrence is looking at properties in Atlanta at this point, I believe. So. Well, yeah. I mean, but I would be tempted to kind of maybe move like back in that draft and with a new GM try and build... Surely, with a new actual defense for the future, new, the no, new, new GM means new quarterback. New GM and new head coach would surely mean, yeah. With Matt Ryan only with maybe two years no, after this. No, it doesn't mean you don't have to necessarily get. Ah, let's get off it. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had enough. I've had enough. We've indulged you. Let's talk Falcons. So I'll go first because I'm ready. Uh, I've gone for the Denver Broncos to lose by less than 10 points to the Patriots, so Broncos plus 10. I've gone Vikings minus four because I don't think the Falcons having an interim head coach and Raheem Morris is going to make any difference because I'm sure he was calling the plays on defense anyway, so that's not going to change anything suddenly. Um, And considering the Falcons players like to play for Quinn, maybe they're going to be upset that he was fired. I've gone a little bit out there and decided... Wait, sorry, Jazz, sorry. So you're saying the Falcons will, will be lose. close, though? No. But they'll be close Minus to four. the Vikings. So the Vikings will win by at least five points. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I picked the Jaguars to beat the Lions because I could see that happening. Yeah, I looked at that as an odd one. Though. And I've gone for points totals because I just couldn't pick the rest of them between them. I've gone so for, hard. It's, it's really, really hard tough. Work. I've gone over 45 points in the Bears-Panthers game. I've gone over 51 points in the Browns-Steelers game, and I've gone under 52.5 points in the Texans-Titans game. That came up to 64-1. to one. Gosh. It was pretty good. The Jacksonville one jumped it up. Otherwise, it was around the 45 mark, but I thought I'd just go for that one. I can see that happening. Okay. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I am going with my money lines only. I'm keeping it nice and simple. Don't worry. Uh... Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears to beat the Carolina Panthers. I'm not buying in on the Panthers still. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Tennessee Titans to do the Houston Texans. The Detroit nice. Lions to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Atlanta Falcons to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, <laughs> oh you're fucking joking. Why have you because done this? is on you now. I'm not apologizing anymore for my team. <laughs> I, you know who they are. He said He said every week he was going to bet on them. Every week. That is... I can't. Uh, also, those two uh, are two of the teams that have irritated me the most on bets it. this year. The Vikings and the, the Falcons have both screwed well, me. Well, they're going to bang you again. Well, Stay away but one from of them. them. Well, one of them can't. <laughs> one of them will win. <laughs> oh, they'll tie. They'll freaking tie that game, won't they? Uh, and then I'm going for the Cleveland Browns over the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Because oh, I, I believe I it, that Baker is uh, cooking uh, something up in his uh, bread basket. Although yeah. he did get a massive shot in the ribs last week, so he may not be at full capacity, and he might be one he's hit away get, from getting smashed. He's going to get beaten up by your boys on that on that and, front yeah. line. And the Steelers played down though; like the Eagles were still in that game for a fair it's gonna bit. Be a t- the it's going to be a don't tight rise game. to the occasion. Unless but that it's against pass rush. Yeah, yeah, but hold on a second. Let's remember last year what happened in that game. Miles Garrett's a year ago. It doesn't matter. Rudolph's helmet. And that was no. That, that's the best. The last time we played the Browns. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't matter. It definitely does. There's going to be a lot of grudges to sell in that game. Miles Garrett's going to be coming for Big Ben's head. As long as nobody says the N word this time to Miles Garrett, it's going to be fine. Yeah, we've covered that before. Don't really think that <laughs> Did happened. It happened the first time. <laughs> I believe Miles. That's a little bit of oh, my agent told me to say this three days later. I'm not a bad guy, I promise. That's what it's like. Um, yeah, that would be... Uh, I hope Miles Garrett beats Ben Roethlisberger to death with his own helmet. <laughs> oh, wow. Was that um, from Withnail Eye, where uh, the, the drug dealer says, and I had to beat them to death uh, with their own shoes? Yeah. And that's also in that's in Wayne's uh, World where he's talking. No, he does it in Wayne's World as well. Yeah, when he's talking about the shopkeeper to get the M and M's, the Skittles. Oh yeah, that's my dad's old housemate from university. The guy that tells that story, yeah. (laughs) Guy called Ralph Brown. He was also in Star Wars. It's my dad's old housemate from uni. You're joking? No, not at all. He went. He went to a a party that he hosted last year, and it was um, free Beaver Town, Neck Oil, and Gamma Ray on tap. It's like, oh. yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, oh, your dad's cooler than I thought. That's awesome. Uh, he's a lot cooler than I. Uh, go on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. give us your bets. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, that's um. Him up. He hasn't even got him ready. I got him. I got him. I got him. That's giving uh, me a four, forty-nine to one. By the way, that bet. So. Uh, that's forty-nine to one. Yeah. Very nice. I've got. I've got much lower than that. I find it very hard to get good odds. I've got the Steelers banging the Browns. Yeah. Jazz, your boys. I think that that pass rush combined with them being second best against the run in the league, that's enough for me. Um, and their def- the Browns' defense isn't good enough to keep up. So I think it's going to be, a f- I don't know. Like I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be reasonably comfortable. I think you're going to win by 10, but I don't know. There we are. We'll see how it goes out. But I think you. I think you're going to win either way. Uh, I've got the Packers beating the Bucks because the Packers look yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah. I've got the Rams beating the 49ers because um, they're rolling as well. And the 49ers look a little bit Yeah, they yeah No wonder you're finding it hard to get decent odds on bets. I'm going to take the favourite, and then I'll take the favourite, and then I'll take the favourite. Yeah, You're quite right. <laughs> and I've gone with another favourite as well. Kansas City Chiefs minus 3.5. Oh, he's taking the spread at uh, least. I've got the now. This one's a little bit more, little bit edgier. Eagles to keep it fairly tight with the Ravens. Oh, that's I've got so unsmart. That is so unsmart. <laughs> oh, you know. So me and you, you know. are in like a death. We're in like a death. Uh, death grip spiral yeah. together. Oh. We're just retired. We're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just seeing our teams collapse. Uh, you just know the Falcons so. are going to lose. And the Eagles oh, are yeah. not going to keep it within seven and a half. Kirk Cousins is going to throw a game-winning touchdown on the and final got, play. Uh, <laughs> I'd love that because that's minus four, baby. It saves me. <laughs> it saves me all of it. And then I've got the Dallas Cowboys plus one point five. Um, and then that has given Who me thirty-two to one against the Cardinals. Okay. 
because I think that Andy Dalton's going to be pretty. He's going to be all right. And the Cardinals so. looked a bit up and down, so that's another game I looked at as well. Same sort of thing. Wait, so that's the Cardinals yeah. to beat Dallas? No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardinals to beat Dallas, but Dallas yeah. to keep it within. Well, lose by two. lose by one point. Yeah, no, Dallas will beat them. Yeah. Lose by two. This game. Of- I love the Golden Tate, Jalen Ramsey thing. Did you see that? I didn't see the fight, but I know why. I it didn't happened. see the fight. You see the yeah, story. They, would, they talked about it on the yeah. round the NFL. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. Jalen Ramsey was banging Golden Tate's sister or something like that, wasn't it? And then left her yeah. to go and get with a stripper in Vegas. <laughs> so Jalen yeah. Ramsey. I'm sure he had kids <laughs> with her as well. But did you see the hit? He had. He has a kid with yeah, her. The yeah, hit yeah. then that Ramsey put on Tate as well. Like when didn't he see that. the perfect didn't dump tackle that everybody in the stadium or well everybody people he watching hits everything. Hard as well Ramsey does to. a proper like rugby style dump tackle of hands around the kind of waist, lifts him off the ground and then drills him into the deck. Remember that one you put on the guy uh on the field goal, Dave, against Cardiff? In that Welsh ball. Oh, the really little yeah, guy. Yeah, when you crush that kid, basically. <laughs> I was going to say, I, thought, <laughs> I was waiting to see what, what was you, wrong with him, to be honest. Like, you you dumb child. He was <laughs> so small, Jazz. He was basically like a dwarf. They tried to reverse off a, a field goal, person. and Dave followed the guy across, and then I did met him at the him, line. But yeah, he was, he was tiny. He beat yeah. that six-year-old that like he owed him money. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, dear. But Jalen Ramsey did that to Golden Tate. And everyone was like, oh, insane. And the commentator was like, that's just perfect tackling. Like, that's take the legs away, lift them up, drill them into the well, deck. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> just a great form tackle from uh, the young the young corner back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that kind of, like, sparked. There was a lot of talking between those two. And then there was this big fight. And there was uh, some footage from the press box that was filmed by somebody. And then there was some post-game footage on the camera roll from Fox that somebody got a hold of and put on the internet. And it's just this big brawl. But in the middle of this big brawl, you can see one Giants player who looks like a, a throwback Jeremy Shockey, but with like really long blonde hair, like huge, just stacked white guy trying to be like, get off it, get off it. And there are these just two guys in the middle of it, like on the floor somewhere. Just every so often you see like... Did a, they get ejected or anything? No, it was after was the game. Happened? It was all after. But does that is there punishment? I haven't seen any follow-on or anything like that. Down I wonder if the either. NFL were just like, we are oh, not right. getting involved That's in personal this. issues. <laughs> they got issues they need not. to solve. But yeah, I, I, I thought that was really fun. Because it was, it was a phenomenal tackle from Ramsey. And then when you find the backstory about it, <laughs> it just made it so much spicier. It's so crazy. So and now he's just like balling up in the Hollywood Hills or wherever he is. He doesn't give a f- Thanks for listening to the Return the Picks podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Return the Picks, all one word, all lowercase. That's at Return the Picks. Myself, Ollie Wilson, O underscore J underscore Wilson. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Jazz Gillum at Jazz Gillum. Plain and simple, Twitter and Instagram. And David Bluck, you can follow him on Instagram, David Bluck, or on Twitter at David Bluck 
one. Uh, remember to follow us on anchor.fm, like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, give us reviews, uh, send us any feedback, any questions, all that kind of rubbish. And uh, yeah, until next week, uh, enjoy all the football if we have some because of COVID. Take care.